Hey, I'm Melissa Minko, and you're listening to Love and Dating Shows. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Love and Dating Shows. I hope at this point you have listened to my previous episode with the Jewish matchmaker, Aliza Ben Shalom, because on today's episode, I have Harmony Krieger from the show. Um, I absolutely loved Harmony's energy when I was watching the show. I knew we would be fast friends. And in recording this episode, that hypothesis was definitely validated. So I'm honored to have her on the show and I hope you enjoy our conversation. So Harmony, thank you so much for joining me. I am so excited. First of all, thank you for that amazing intro. And yes, we will be best friends. I already <laughs> feel your energy and I'm an energy person. So I feel you. So I really appreciate that. And, and thank you for all you're putting out there. I mean, it's really, it's great to obviously peel back the, le- the layers behind the people that are on the show because you don't get to see all of who we are. And I'm sure you had such a beautiful conversation with Aliza. So I'm excited to be here. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. Well, actually, and before we dive into all the questions, that's a great lead in. What did you feel wasn't in the show about yourself? Like what aspects of your life do you kind of wish had been shown a little bit more, if anything? I love that question. I mean, the thing is, as all humans, we have so many layers to us and it's hard to put that all into the show. So I don't really, you know, I, I feel that when I went into this, I'm exactly who I am and everything that I say or do is a part of me, but obviously that's a few parts. So, you know, I think, um, I think they did such a great job and I, I haven't seen all of it. So, (laughs) I mean, I think they did a great job of, you know, really capturing who we are as human beings in our daily lives. And I do many things. And I think that, yeah, I mean, I just feel a good day in the life with me would be a really good way to kind of see all the things. Cause you know, when you're on a show, you're also, people are seeing one note of maybe what you desire in a partner or, you know, I already know that a lot about like the attraction piece that came up for me and like, that is who I am. But then also, uh, you know, there are so many other things that I desire and want, and we'll get into it obviously, but all of those are already intact. So, you know, I think it was just kind of maybe broadening my scope on the other, mm-hmm. you know, qualities. And, and Aliza knows all that because Aliza and I got to discuss in depth so much of what I want. Mm-hmm. And I can't wait to tell you because it's like why the attraction piece is so big for me is because I got to own that part of myself and like own my truth because I never really asked for that in the past. Gotcha. Oh, I love that context. I also, for what it's worth, I don't think it's a superficial thing at all. And it did not come across that way in the show. I think it's so important. And I actually saw um, some tweet the other day that was like, love is blind continues to prove that love is not blind. Like people get, you know, they end up on that show and, and the attraction piece is important no matter what. So yeah, it so is. And, you know, I heard, um, Ashe on your show, like when you asked him, is attraction a thing because on Indian matchmaking it wasn't really brought up and he's like no it is is." (laughs) so you know and I kind of want to piggyback on that because it's important for me you know I think in my younger years and because I'm of I'm a woman in her 40s and let's be real like I'm in my prime I mean this is and I get to say to all the younger girls out there like 
get ready. This is a beautiful part of your life where you get to truly be in your power. And I think I never really was before. Mm -hmm. So in my twenties and thirties, when I had all these serious boyfriends that even though I might've been attracted to them, of course, Mm -hmm. but I didn't have that level of, Ooh, this, this is like super passionate because I never really asked for that. And I didn't know what that was until I got to this age. But by the way, there's a, you know, I don't know how old you are and I will not ask, but I had to, okay. Okay. So I had to own my, so the hardest part for me, which a lot of people don't know, which I think you're the only one I'm telling this to is that I, you know, I live in LA, it's an age of city. I mean, nobody thinks you are the way you are. And, um, I really had to own my age. If I was going to do this show, I've never told anybody really how old I am because they don't think I am. And that's wonderful. Thank you, grandma and my genetics. But also like I am this age and this is very real for me. If I want to have a child, I have like only a few years, you know, at this 45 year old young, I'm going to say 45 years young. I'm not absolutely. Um, And you know, and it's like, I only have a certain amount of time, which I never felt a pressure before because I never really wanted kids younger and Mm -hmm. I never wanted to get married young. Mm -hmm. And so I think when you get to this stage to truly like step into your power and there's something so invigorating when you put out there, I want to be attracted to my person. So every day I feel that I like have a passionate relationship, but also all the other things are there. Like for me, emotional intelligence is literally the number one thing for me. Right. So, you know, so it's like all that stuff was already intact, but I had to own this piece of my personality because I was so scared to ask for it. Yes. Yeah. I think passion is so important. I think both people need to feel like they're choosing each other, not just because they love their personalities, but because they're attracted to them as well. Yes. That's kind of the yes. difference between a friend and a partner. And in, in some ways, I think it, it elevates to a romantic level for sure. Exactly. And um, it's funny. So when I first met Aliza, by the way, yeah. you know, we were going over like what I wanted mm-hmm. and she's so funny because on my vision board, you know, next, next to the wall. And yeah. I don't even know if it's, in the, if it's in the shot. I don't think it is. I didn't see it. But yeah. legit, the middle is a picture of a man and a woman in matching heart pajamas. Oh. It's on my phone <laughs> and they're in, like the, like a, like a teenager, like her legs <laughs> wrapped around him and they're kissing. And I'm like, this is the center of my world. And this is the center of what I want to call in. And then she'd be like, okay, we'll talk about that later. And I'm like, no, like this is super important to me. It's not that he has to be a model. I don't even see people like that. You know what I mean? But I'm like, I have to feel that feeling. (laughs) They have to be attractive to you. It's not, you know, some standardized. And by the way, when they're funny and they're smart and they're, you know, they're driven and they're in their purpose, especially Mm -hmm. men that are like in their moment of giving back to the world. That is so important to me because that's a part of what I do. Um, Serving outward is so vital to Mm -hmm. a relationship, I think. So the focus is on you. Those are the things that make me more attracted to somebody. So, you know, I mean, and that's like anybody, right? Like you see a man that is in his purpose mm-hmm. and it is like fire. And only at this age did I get to that point where 
a long time ago, someone said, you know, don't date somebody that doesn't have a spiritual practice. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. Yeah. Is that praying to God? Is that no, it's, it's that they have an outlet outside of themselves. Mm-hmm. That has nothing to do with you. And it could be meditation. It could be anything. Yeah. And I didn't realize, by the way, what a piece that was yeah. and still I, until I started dating guys that did not have one mm-hmm. and that did. <laughs> but you see and feel the difference for sure. Yeah. It's it's and now I won't, I won't, I won't, I cannot date someone that doesn't have an outlet that's not outside of themselves. Yeah. No, I love that. Well, you've brought up a few things that are so important. So one, this idea of giving back to the world, I love. I actually, I've had an interesting journey with Judaism in general, being Jewish myself. And um, one thing that I've really learned in the past year is that at the heart of Judaism is giving back. It's all about service. And I had asked Aliza, how important is Judaism and is God in a Jewish relationship? Because often we hear in Christian relationships that God is at the center, but Jews tend not to speak about their Judaism the same way in romantic relationships, but hearing you even just talk about the importance of purpose and giving back, that's almost an indirect way that Judaism plays a role in, I think, what you're looking for then, which is kind of cool. It's so true. And thank you for saying that because I was never one to speak about God at all. And, you know, I grew up very differently. My dad was Orthodox and he kind of went again, I don't want to say against, but he went the opposite way because he was like, almost forced into that lifestyle. And so he raised me really with like no religion. Mm-hmm. And, and it's interesting. And then my mom started and I missed that whole, <clears throat> excuse me, that whole aura where she started teaching Hebrew school mm-hmm. after, after the point that I would have, you know, went to Hebrew school. So I missed mm-hmm. out on a lot of that. Huh. And then when I went to, yeah, it's very interesting. Cause then when I went to college and most of my college of the friends that I was with were Jewish, mm-hmm. I didn't really know a lot about mm-hmm. all of, you know, I just knew the high holidays and I love, I love the traditions and I love the culture. Mm-hmm. And so I started to get a little bit more into wanting to bring more Judaism into my life from college on when I dated Jewish men yeah. and then I dated non-Jewish men, you know, right, right, and yeah. the difference is um, I think in doing this show mm-hmm. and meeting Aliza, I have to say, I mean, you love this. I mean, you, you spoke to her. I mean, what yeah. an amazing soul she is yeah. in every facet. We did, we had a Shabbat together, you know, oh. off, off camera, just mm-hmm. her and I, and oh. I started crying. Like I'm, I, I said, this is what's missing in my world here. Mm-hmm. Because I don't have a ton of Jewish friends in LA. I have most of them. I'm from New York, obviously. Yeah. So it's a lot of <laughs> Jews in New York, right? right. Um, <laughs> some here, but I miss, I was missing the spirituality and the culture and the community. Mm-hmm. So community is everything for me. Yeah. You know, I'm a fitness instructor. I have, uh, and I'll tell you about my other, you know, world. It's like, I have a podcast that I created a community of women because I, my family's in New York and I felt that I needed extra support. So when I met Aliza, my God, this is what I was missing. So not only as a matchmaker, but we became friends because I felt like she was almost, almost like a spiritual being or God that was like, Oh, like here's <laughs> peace of, and, and that's where I felt, you know, when we talk about love, yeah. I felt that I was a little disconnected mm-hmm. from myself because I was missing a spiritual part. Yeah. That's beautiful. You see your friendship very strongly in the show, which I love. I felt like oh, that was so unique. Yeah. <laughs> that warms my heart because I have to tell you, Melissa, like the minute she walked in 
my door. That was the first time I saw her. There was nothing set up. Like oh, literally wow. she walked in mm-hmm. and that's the whole idea, right? You're not supposed to know anything. And I embraced her in a way where I felt it's going to make me tear oh. as if I've known her mm-hmm. my entire life. And you know, and you know, this as, as, yeah. as being Jewish, where you have like, you feel like you have a soul contract with somebody, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. and I felt I've known her. for a long time and the other piece is that you know my grandmother was really like she was kind of she was turning 100 which is amazing yeah I got to throw her 100th birthday but we were shooting yeah like like during this time and I didn't know if she was you know still gonna be and I just felt Aliza like as Aliza was showing me all of the way, yeah, I think yeah. <laughs> as if my grandma was, was with me in that moment. Cause she always wanted to be more connected to my Judaism mm-hmm. and, and just more in a cultural way and, and marry somebody that I could bring that, you know, into my home. Mm-hmm. I love that. That's beautiful. Yeah. You see a lot of that. I have to say it's, it's tangible for sure, which is gorgeous. So yeah. Oh, I love that. So how would you define love then? You know, I think that love has changed a lot for me, the definition, because I used to think of love as how I want to be loved, how Mm -hmm. I want to receive it. Mm -hmm. So I, I, it's always been an unconditional feeling, you know, with like no judgment, no expectation, but it's very difficult when you want to feel loved, you have an expectation, it's human. So I really think love for me is I have to say it's a self-love practice. Mm -hmm. I think if I could define it, I think every day I do a dance Mm -hmm. with how am I going to take care of myself today and how am I going to give myself grace? Mm -hmm. So it's a feeling because I wake up, sometimes I wake up, you know, I don't, I don't know how to do that today. I, or, or I want to serve outward or I'm giving too much to other people. Mm -hmm. How do I love myself? Mm -hmm. And I was stuck at a point where love for me was about who, who's loving me today or who, how, why am I not getting all the love, you know? And I know that's sort of arbitrary, but in the same respect, I think it's more the relationship that I have with myself is the definition of the ultimate love. Love that. And I know we all talk about how we give to ourselves, but how do we really do that? Mm -hmm. Because we have to listen and instead of your head, Mm-hmm. And and really just ruminating on the things that you want and desire. I think that the feeling of love truly comes from within and you have to lead with your heart. Yeah. And I think that I had a journey with that on the show, especially. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and still now, you know, Aliza and I talk all the time and she checks me a little bit, you know, are you, are you looking <laughs> at things and not just relationships, right? Like, am I looking at the world or friendships yeah. from the place of my heart instead of my head, because I am a ruminator. Mm -hmm. And I know we all have that, you know, but I think way more than I feel sometimes. (laughs) Relatable. Yes. (laughs) No, that makes a lot of sense. And just figuring out how to kind of align your head and your heart too, and, and lead with both in a way that is kind of balanced is tough, I think. Yeah. And I also think, you know, when people talk about meditation, which is very difficult for people like me, same, same. <laughs> but I, right. Okay, good. So you're, I'm not alone. No, but I have to do moving meditation. I can't be sitting. Okay. Still. I love yeah. that. <laughs> so that I, by the way, you have to teach me that because we'll talk about that. <laughs> I think that the key is to get into your body. 
Yes. And, and I, I think about the things that bring me the most joy mm -hmm. and the most joy in my life is when I'm in nature. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You will never feel bad when you go into nature, right? You will only feel better. And then moving your body, mm -hmm. you know, so I, I teach your workout, then I do hot yoga four times a week. I, it is my one thing where I know I can go there. Mm -hmm. And when I leave, I feel better. So why aren't we doing more things to get ourselves into our body out of our heads? And I think that's truly the key. And the other thing about self-love is it's a practice every day. Yes. There is no destination. Mm -hmm. It's every day of just knowing that you get to do something for yourself and others, Totally, but it's, you never get to the place where you're like, oh my God, I'm happy every day. Cause that just isn't viable. I, I have a podcast coming out at the end of the month, where it's all about bringing more harm. It's called life with harmony. And it's all about bringing more harmony into your life. And the personal development journey that I'm on, not was on, I started it five years ago and like every single part along the way, uh, I have discovered either a modality or an expert or a practitioner or a healing something in, you know, in that realm that has truly helped me get into my heart. Aliza obviously is very much a part of that. So if I can offer the world or whoever listens, <laughs> you yeah. know, some sort of, um, tool that will give them ease mm -hmm. to help them get unstuck in an area. And that can be any area. So back to the health and wellness, yeah. I was really struggling with, you know, just love in general, mm -hmm. I think. And I dived deep into my health and wellness practice to get back into my body to help me look at things in a different light. Mm -hmm. So when I became an instructor, my grandma did that till she was 90. My mom's, my mom taught aerobics mm -hmm. for 35 years. So it was like in the blood, but I yeah. didn't know what that meant. You know, when you have something in you from your heritage, mm -hmm. but you're not really sure what you're meant to do with it. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of how I felt. And then there's, there was this one day that I just, I went to the gym. I was supposed to take kickboxing and there was this class called pound with mm -hmm. drumsticks and you pound the shit out of the floor so to cool. loud music, fast cardio. And I'm like, that's the workout that I'm going to teach because it's really about getting your emotions, you know, out. And that was just, again, one modality, but I knew I was meant to teach mm -hmm. and really, you know, help people feel good about their journey, about their body. Mm -hmm. And every time I go into class, I give my class an intention. Like, what is your intention for showing up? You didn't just show up today to have a workout. Right. You showed up because you have an emotion yeah. that you're feeling, right? Yeah. So yeah. what is that? Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the class, we do like a short meditation, which is re really difficult after you have a hard workout. Yeah. So again, that's like one avenue. But when I was creating the podcast, Melissa, I'm like, I need to fuse mm -hmm. all of the things yeah. that I'm doing because I know that so many people out there are struggling in one of those areas or mm -hmm. multiple areas, whether that be relationships or their health or any spirituality. Yes. Like I'm not the preacher. I'm just, I'm on, I'm the, I'm the student. That's so cool. Yeah. So anyway, if I can help people really find tools, I mean, that I am, that is my purpose mm -hmm. to, to help because I was disharmonious. Is that a word? I think it is. We're calling it a word for sure. <laughs> so I didn't realize why my dad gave me this name, to be mm -hmm. honest, until mm -hmm. this show, wow. until the podcast, wow. because 
I felt like my purpose is to bring these pieces together. And by the way, I only had that epiphany like during this, during the show journey. You mentioned in the very beginning about how you want kids, that's important to you. And um, I, I wanted to circle back to that because I do think it's so important of a conversation to have as women where we, from a societal level, have been pressured to do that as early as possible. And sometimes that forces us to make decisions that are not aligned with who we are or what we would actually want. And so I love that though you discussed that in the show, it wasn't from a perspective of pressure and rush and hurried and you know, you're willing to sacrifice or compromise all these other things that are just as important to you for that. And I, and I thought that was just so beautifully done. Um, Cause I, I think some dating shows in the past have, have done a poor job of communicating that as the sole end goal and the reason people are dating. And I love that that was not the reason you were dating. It was just an aspect that you needed to incorporate into your dating life. Yeah, I so appreciate that. And like, you can see my face right now, like no one probably can, but like it, it, it <laughs> makes me tear because I deeply, deeply desire to be a mom. Mm -hmm. I only think I want one child. I've always felt this way. Um, I am an only child. So I thought I wanted two, but then watching my friends who have two, I'm like, nope. Yep, good. <laughs> <Great."> um, <laughs> but um, in saying that, you know, I never, I got to, I have to say this. I never made it a part of my dating conversations before. And I, I would say the only, cause I regret nothing, but I would have incorporated it more because I deeply desire to be a mom, but I didn't lead with that. And I, and I wish I did in certain cases, but it, that's okay because this is my journey, right, right. but I wasn't ready. I mm -hmm. think I was, I, I was scared to say to someone, this is what I want. Mm -hmm. And in the, sh with the show, mm -hmm. what was so amazing about the show and Aliza, yeah. I'm, it brought up how much I want to have one mm -hmm. and I didn't freeze my eggs and I'm very vocal about it because back then, mm -hmm. 10 years ago, right. people, oh, I'm not even kidding. My doctor was like, Oh, well by 39, you're going to be with someone. So don't even worry about it. I'm not joking. And I'm like, Oh my God. And I never did it. Mm -hmm. And I, I, that part I'm okay with yeah. because whatever God has planned for me, right. I feel that's okay. And if it's not natural and I adopt, or there's another way but I was not willing. I watch my friends who have kids, as you know, Melissa, it's yeah. such a big job. Yeah. I would not settle mm -hmm. and be with someone and right. co-parent or parent where I didn't feel the love was grandiose yes. to give that to a child. Yes. Like I would not repeat a pattern that my parent, and I love my parents, but I'm saying I would not go into that space. Mm -hmm. I needed to feel like this was my partner and I haven't felt that yet. And the other thing I will say, my mom mm -hmm. always taught me to live my life mm -hmm. exactly the way I want to. And I, I, she's a magical human being. She really is. She's like my sister, my friend more than my mom even. Mm -hmm. And she cheered me on from such a young age, by the way, this is hilarious. Mm -hmm. I said to her last night, and I have to tell you this because yes. no one else, does this, which yes. is <laughs> the attraction thing comes from her because she <laughs> would send me articles with Ralph Lauren models on it and be like, this is your type. And I'm like, what? I got it from her. She, and then she's she the way, she, of this. Yeah. And she's in love with Austin Butler. And I'm oh like, oh, already, you know, she's, this, I said, I think I got it from you. She's like, That's I know. So funny. <laughs>
just so everyone knows, I blame her. No, I love that. But it is, but it, it is was important. so cute. It's, it's so cute. And she just, yeah. you know, back to this, I said, mom, don't you want to be a grandma? She's like, Harmony, I just want you to live the best life. But what she did say on the show was, um, I want you to have the bond that we have. I love that. Child. And yeah. I think that is the thing, you know, mm -hmm. you want to pass on the love so deeply mm -hmm. to somebody that you, you know, comes, yeah. comes from within. And again, if it doesn't happen that way for me, I, I, I think I've finally come to a place where I've let go of how it happens, mm -hmm. but I, I, I will have a child one way. Yes. Yeah. So I anyway, know. and I'm excited. I, I just think all of this is so lovely. It's so cool how you have addressed all the different ways that this show has transformed you and that you were transforming leading up to it. It's like this show intersected you at the perfect time, basically. It did. It did. And who knows if I even would have like, you know, started the podcast from this because I, I right. think what, what it did was, you know, when, when you have something so deeply, you know, within, but you don't know how to actually get it up. And I went to this healer like right before, and she's like, your throat chakra is really blocked. And I'm like, what do you mean? I talk all the time. <laughs> like, can you, can, can you shut me up now? <laughs> That's not what I mean. Huh? She's like, your throat chakra is blocked because you're, it's almost as if all the, in, the knowledge that you have mm -hmm. is circling around and you don't, there's like this one push where you don't know how to get it up and out. And I'm like, Oh, M F and G. Yeah. Because I was so scared to put it out there mm -hmm. and what people would say, how yeah. they would judge me. And they're like, who is she to give me this knowledge? Or who is she to, you know, whatever, you know, and especially going on the show, like, of course, there are going to be comments. Of course, there are going to be judgments, but at the end of the day, my purpose, and this is fully <clears throat> full circle. When she said that to me, I thought, oh my God, the show and the podcast and my purpose are all intersecting in one because they're all married. Yeah. So I'm like, maybe I was supposed to marry all of that in order to be with my person. Yeah. I mean, it's wild. It's so, it's so wild. It's, <laughs> It, it's, it's kind of profound. I'm like, it took me 45 years to get here, by the way. <laughs> it's so I mean, Things like this take a little bit of time, you know, like, first of all, I'm saying a little bit because it's not a lot of time. I do think that's young, but it's still, you know, it's, so it's, much. It's, yes, it takes experience. It takes, you know, and, and it does go back to, I mean, like you said, you could be dating and looking for your person in your twenties and have a, a firm sense of who you are. And I, I definitely think that happens for many people, but I also do think that it, it depends on the person. And so I love the diversity of representation in this show. It's ages. It's yes. also levels of Judaism and types of practice. It's location, it's uh, perspective. It's literally everything. It's so cool in that way. I know. I, by the way, it made me want to go to Israel and like, just be there for like three years because it's so beautiful. Um, and Aliza's there. So it's yes. great. But, uh, <laughs> you know what I wanted to just uh, actually come back to your love question, because now that I think about it in my twenties and my thirties, I think I, I, I loved in a way where I loved all the people I was with, mm -hmm. uh, but I loved with an expectation of how they were going to love me. Mm -hmm. And I think the true definition now for me mm -hmm. is to just love with no expectation, just the knowing that God will give it back to you mm -hmm. because you are really, you are love. Like your whole being is love. Yeah. And I think the way we love our friends sometimes and the way we love our parents is very different than a partner mm -hmm. because I think we, our deepest wounds and things that we go through are 
shown in relationship with another human being. Yeah. And it's not usually your friends, even right. though, you know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah. I have the most incredible friends. Like I have to say, they are all my sisters. They're my chosen family. I it's very that. rare. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've known these girls for 15, 16 years in LA. It's very rare. Yeah. And I have to say that I think that's, I come to this place with men where mm-hmm. it's, you know, going on the show, Aliza's like, can you love them? Yeah. Like you love your friends. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> scary (laughs) yeah and I was like what I wasn't doing before you know and then the other thing is she does a soulmate clarity piece which is all the things you want the most right like you're talking and I'm like, I have 50. I don't know how to get to 10. <laughs> and then she makes you, you know, combine. Where can these go together? Where can this be compromised? And she really gets you to a place of the things you really want and the things not, not that you're going to settle on, right. but what could be compromised in a way, like what's not as. So back to your thing about the physicality, yeah. the activeness is so important. It's not what they do for, you know, I don't even think I answered that question, but back to that, I need people, I, I need my person to be active in their life. Mm-hmm. So yeah. physical in their being, right? Yeah. It's not like what sport do you play, but mm-hmm. I love to hike and I love to just move my body. And I think it keeps me young. And I think that's the way of being, of connecting to your soul yeah. is moving your body. As you said, with what your guided moving meditation, yeah. which is everything. So I think it's being with someone that's truly active in their being mm-hmm. rather than what they do physically. Cause that doesn't matter to me. I love that. Are there any other aspects of compatibility that have changed throughout this process for you? Or do you think you've kind of stayed with those same 10 that you started with Elisa with? I think, you know, the biggest one, I love that question because I thought about this when we started with Elisa and now where I am, I would say, I think the biggest one is, you know, where they come from and their background of how like the life that they led. And then if they have, you know, if they have a child or, or what their life is now, because Mm -hmm. I think before I'd say, I never would date someone that Mm -hmm. I never would date someone that this Mm -hmm. came from this once. And I think I was super closed minded about what that looked like. And again, that gave me a small box, but not the box that I really needed to be in. Mm -hmm. And so I think what's changed for me is I'm, I've, I became more open to what it could look like. That's what do you mean? Why can't I be in Israel half the year? Why can't I be a stepmom and then also have my child? You know, so all yeah. of that really, I think open. And I think it's just an overall, I think it's just an overall heart opening. Mm-hmm. That's, that's truly how I feel instead of just, it should look like this. Mm-hmm. I think at the end of the day, when you do attract your person, the most vital things will come forward. I don't really think it's like, of course we want to write the list, but I think when you meet them, Mm -hmm. you just know. Yeah. I love that. Oh, well, that's literally the perfect note to end on. I love how you've talked about your flexibility throughout the process, the changes you've gone through pre-process and during, and I'm just so excited to see where you go. And I'm really happy that we're officially friends now and I get to be a part of it in some way. 
<laughs> I'm so excited to see where you go. And then also, I just appreciate you for putting these conversations out into the world and also for letting us to be seen and heard because it's so important when you do see a show like this, it's very easy to, you know, kind of cultivate one story, but like, this is what allows us to truly show who we are. And also putting yourself out there in any capacity, you doing a podcast, me going on a show, it's not easy. Right. And I don't think everybody will do it. Yeah. So it's just being kind to yourself and giving yourself the grace that you're, you're doing something out of your comfort zone. And I just read this from a friend that basically said, when you're in the comfort zone mm -hmm. and this goes for dating, especially yeah. you're, you're depriving yourself of magical new experiences. Ooh. Step out because that's <laughs> when all the magic happens. And I was like, oh my God. <laughs> Like, so the podcast, all of it, because by the way, I was scared to be seen on the show and I'm scared to be heard on the podcast. So I'm doing all the things you are literally. Hopefully, yeah. Hopefully the universe. I know, by the way, it's not hope. It's the universe sees you when you do these things. I love and it. That's when it. And that's when it happens. So thank you. Yes. I so appreciate you. And, um, I hope that I'll have, that you will be on my podcast. I would be so honored. Okay. I would okay. love it. Perfect. Because yeah. <laughs> life with harmony means that you're bringing, you just brought more harmony into my life because you put me in a place too, where it like dropped me in where I wasn't before. And that is a gift. That's beautiful. So I thank you for that. Thank you.